With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ready? Play. Before we have a quick look uh, back on the match where Jordan Thompson uh, stunned Rafa Nadal, uh, winning 6-3 in the third after Rafa had three match points. I want to just give a, a quick injury update regarding some uh, issues that Rafa felt during that third set. And in fact, he did take a prolonged break at 4-1 down. Uh, Nadal in his press conference afterwards said that the pain he felt today came from a similar place to the injury that was there last year. And of course, we remember him having a year away from the court after incurring the hip injury almost exactly a year ago in his second round loss to Mackenzie McDonald. And he said this in his press conference today. It's a very similar place to what happened last year, but different stuff. I feel more muscle. Last year was tendon. I feel the muscle tired. I mean, for sure, it's not the same like last year at all. Because when it happened last year, I felt something drastic immediately. Today, I didn't feel anything. The only problem is because the place is the same. You are a little bit more scared than usual. It's normal to feel that way. In an ideal world, it's just the muscle supercharged after a few days of effort and a very tough match. That will be the ideal thing, something that we can that can happen today. That is why I'm taking all the time that my goal is to try to be competitive in a few months. I mean, from this perspective, you don't know all the information that I have. From that perspective, the only thing that probably you see is I have been playing very well the last two matches. It's true. I have been playing well. A lot of things can be happening in a body like my body after a year without playing tennis. So hopefully it is just that, just a muscle that is supercharged. It's the normal process on that. If that's the thing, everything's perfect. As I said, I didn't come here to win tournaments now. I just came here to try to come back and do it in a positive way. It was a very positive uh, return. That's, then let's see. 
I really hope if the feeling on the leg is better and better and tomorrow and after tomorrow, then it's perfect news. If not, as I said, we're going to do a test and let's see. So fairly positive news overall, but the negative news is it is the same area. Anyway, let's have a quick look back on the match and uh, beginning with the match point, which was an incredible match point uh, that Thompson sealed the deal. Thompson sliced by Nadal. Thompson just reaches it down the line by Nadal. And it's long. And Jordan Thompson on the probably the longest rally of the match outlasts so. Rafael Nadal and gets the victory. It has been a mammoth event here in Brisbane. Uh, between these two players, Jordan Thompson bringing his A++, what feels like plus, plus, plus game to uh, the courts here, as they hit the, the courts in Brisbane. Absolutely chuffed the bit, celebrating with the crowd. He ends up winning the match 5-7, 7-6, 6-3 in what I believe is something like three hours and 25 minutes. So an absolutely gigantic effort there from Jordan Thompson. Uh, to get the win. What did you make of that, Damien? Yeah, um, as I said earlier, like a back to air for Rafa, but it had to happen at some point. I did sort of want him to play Dimitrov or or Rune, you know, just, just give him one more um, amazing match against like a high quality opponent. But um, still, I think it's perfectly fine to lose to Thompson at this stage of his comeback. Thompson did, does, does deserve a lot of credit for, you know, at least sticking around long enough to outlast him. And not many players would have done that today. And uh, yeah, three hours on the court. And that's also a benefit for Rafa, really. So um, I think it's, it definitely will hold off some of the excitement that I saw from people. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's good. You know, maybe they will just not be disappointed when he draws Djokovic in the opening round at the Australian Open and, <laughs> and wins six games of him. But anyway, uh, yeah, still so Jordan Thompson. Uh, that deserved victor because he saved the match points. He was ballsy when it mattered, unlike Rafa, actually. And um, sure, uh, why not? I mean, it was a very tight, a very good match. Uh, lasted, uh, my, you know, it was it was a whole marathon that I think in the long run will actually end up helping Rafa more than hurting him. The the match points were pretty ugly, though, weren't they? I mean, that they're not. Yeah. They're not. Um... They're not, I was talking about this just a couple of days ago. You know, I remember, I think Felix having a match point against Medvedev, Corder uh, to some extent, his match point against Djokovic uh, last year in Adelaide. Um, the uh, match point Alcaraz had against Djokovic in Cincinnati. All of those points are like, well, there's not much regret there. Uh, Alcaraz's mm. regrets will be elsewhere. But no, yeah, Corder Djokovic actually is, it probably yeah. doesn't. I, I did really? hesitate a bit with that one. But, yeah, but, that you know one doesn't really fit, I think. But I know what you mean, yeah. But the these Nadal ones were ugly. I mean, the, the backhand volley. <sighs> um, you know, he's he's just got to place it over the net and it probably if it's not an outright winner it's certainly getting him in very much in charge of the point and that's only if, if Jordan manages to run it down the forehand I think it was during the tie break on the first match point I think it was that he put wide oh. 
puts those away in his sleep and i can't remember the other one well there was a smash in the tiebreak not a match point but it was a, a smash at 4-3 very very ugly um some of this might be because of a year off tour um that may be the case uh, i mean he goes obviously six seven years without losing a match having had match points i think you say it was Kyrgios and acapulco what year was that 2017 19 2019 okay so for four or five years since this happened and now it happens you know shortly after his return to the tour anyway um that is the sort of rafa story i guess i i also think he just needs as many matches as he can and as many match wins as he can so uh, as much as i agree with you that three hours plus on court will not do him any harm do we know what the physical issue was specifically with him by the way he went off the court didn't he yeah yeah so so but i wasn't no no but i wasn't sure i mean normally there's an indication it might be you know whether it's the abs or whatever but um he he came back those last three or four games it was like he was the same as right at the beginning of the match in a way so he did manage to do the sort of djokovic-esque reset and i think it might have just been fatigue it might have just been fatigue and i'm going to take Mm. five minutes not that that's legal of course no, it makes sense. You could just easily just start, you know, rubbing. It was like he did the, the right bit of his fire just to say that he needed some time off court just to just to reset mid set. Uh, yeah, well, and that, did, and he, that's not and too did, bad. If it's thigh, then that's just you know probably a bit of tightness and you know. Hmm. I mean, I, I think everyone's fires will be burning after three hours on court playing, uh, you know, main tour tennis. <laughs> that sort of at that sort of level, but no, it kind of helped him at least going off court for a bit because it was able to reset. And just able to hold his serve quite well in the uh, in, in the latter half of that third set. Um, and Damien, the sorry, James, Damien, the um, what... the service uh, issues that I was worried about for Rafa uh-huh. in the first two matches did appear today. The second serve, Jordan was just eating that for breakfast. I think at various points of the match, it was about a four out of five. Jordan was winning those points, which is just insane off the second serve. Um, second set though right like before we were chatting about the first i guess yeah from both players so, they were so, so cool. it's not really a matter of pace as well but anyway or i mean a matter of there was, rhythm there was a, routine i'm not sure how many double faults were after they took just two but um both of those double faults were coming in a period of the match when thompson was just crushing returns and i was thinking to myself uh these double faults are coming from from the fact that you know you've got to do a good second serve or you, you're going to yeah. lose the um jordan thompson what about his chances do you think against dimitrov rather slim (laughs) as bad as that okay i mean physically of course he'll have had a a tough battle today i mean three thirty percent chance of winning or my yeah i I would say why not I, I think with the Australian crowd behind him being being an Aussie and, and who could produce some of the, you know somewhat similar to the level he produced today because we've got to also give credit to Jordan he played an outstanding level of uh, tennis yeah across all three sets to get this victory here it wasn't a case of just like Rafa giving it to him he had to go out and win this and if he's able to produce similar sort of levels against Dimitrov potentially taking a set maybe making a, 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 another set fairly close is, is a possibility for um for Jordan here I mean you know any I mean okay 
you know, Dimitrov is playing outstanding tennis at the moment and is and is very much one of the most informed players on tour. And it would be interesting to see um, how well Jordan can cope with that um, when it when it takes place. Yeah, well. yeah. I mean, I, I love the improvements that Thompson has made over the years. Like, of course, there was a moment when he was a bit of a challenger vulture. That's not really a case anymore, not at all. But um, yeah, is he as good as Dimitrov is? Nah, not on hardcore at least. Um, Thompson, of course, could have won the first set, by the way, today. I mean, he was up a break at 4-3 and then got immediately broken back. I would say, though, that Rafa was probably the better player across the 12 games, certainly the first five or six games where Rafa was serving quite well and uh, Jordan was not. Uh, that was sort of a period of the, of the match that I thought Rafa should have taken advantage. And actually, Thompson break and serve was a sort of a opportunistic moment, if you like, um, before Rafa then broke back immediately and take that took that first set. But I guess the story, though, of the match is that second set and that period uh, at the end of the, of the second set and then the tie break. I mean, Rafa goes up three love in the tie break. Then Jordan pegs him back to three all. 4-3 is the smash moment that was horrible. 6-4 uh, is the, 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 the horrible forehand. Uh, the, I don't remember the 6-5 point, but it was another chance for Rafa. I remember that. Yeah, I think the yeah certainly I think that second match point will be the one that will haunt him. Uh, as as you were saying, yeah. it was the case yeah. of, uh, when he came with the, when he came forward. All he had to do was I mean, if he just put that forehand cross court, it would have been a much easier shot to have gone from, and would have still would still would have got the result of winning the match. And yeah, it's something he's got to live with. I'm gonna have to shoot now. Uh, Go. When we've gone, but. Uh, it was good, a good match to cover. Start the season. Yeah. See you later on. All right. Um, Gene's saying so sad for Raf. I don't know if he's being ironic because he's a big Djokovic fan. Um, not wanting him to end like this. Well, I mean, I, I hope Gene's not suggesting this is the end. <laughs> did did uh, maybe Gene know something we don't? Um, but uh, yeah, that was uh, the, the horrible moment, and I, I forget what I was about to say. But um, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, now we've got nine, ten days for him to sort of get a bit more of a, uh, a practice. And um, Gene, you, you've really confused me with these these comments, I have to say. But I think you just mean it's a, a disappointing result from match points. Oh, I know I was going to say um, the um, this had it did have some Sitsipas vibes. That quarterfinal in two thousand and twenty-one. Not be, of course, that was five sets. This was. Three, but the there was a horrible smash from Nadal. I think there may have been two actually from him in that particular tie break when he was two sets to love up. Um, and yeah, and just the sort of way that Nadal sort of fell away as that match wore on. I mean, Nadal was just not making any impression on the Sitsipas serve, and Sitsipas was growing in confidence. And um, yeah, I mean, Nadal had a sniff, of course, at, at love 15 and then 15 30 in the final game. But there was a fairly lengthy stretch stretch where Jordan was pretty comfortable on serve. I felt uh, in the first in the first set. Yeah, yeah. Someone made the comparison in the chat. I think maybe it was Matthew to the Raducanu Svitolina match. Like it's literally the same pattern. You know? Yeah, you yeah. you don't win it in two. There's there's absolutely no chance you're gonna win it in three from there, uh, because yeah. the opponent is just fresher and um, fresher to an extent that really makes it so hard for you to play. 
I noticed a few points at the beginning of the third. There was a couple of easy-ish putaways from Jordan, but there was not really a, a running sort of full pelt attempt from the Dal. And I, I saw it and I thought, this is looking a bit... It doesn't mean he's going to lose the match necessarily, because, you know, Rafa could just serve well and, 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 and wheel out the forehands he did against Taylor or against Chapeau in very sticky situations in years gone by. Um, and I think we did see a little wobble from Jordan near the end, no? When? Last game? I mean, when he was serving it out, I felt it was a little tentative on some of those shots and probably felt a slightly revitalized Rafa on the other side of the net. It was 122 grand slams. Maybe a little. I mean, he, he does have some issues, especially when it comes to his forehand. Like, that's why he's only good in quicker conditions, really, because he cannot, you know, just hit through the ball when if it's like, yeah, uncomfortable for him. If it's not exactly a shot that's like an approach or something, it's not a massive shot of the ground so I, I think it was fine for him to play that rally like this but oh, you know as a whole last, the last rally was pretty special oh yeah i mean the rally i was i was thinking of that one at uh, 1530 but yeah, um yeah. as a whole yeah rafa definitely did give him a couple of easier points there um, yeah and, uh, the rally of 15 all is the one where he felt a bit tentative and um yeah yeah that, that, that's the one i was referring to yeah, and then he sort of sort of whacks his racket into the ground and just changes his racket. Uh, I'm not sure if there was a uh, a ping on the, on a string or something, but um, uh, he did change uh, his racket at that point and 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 won the next three points. So that was a, a, a sensible decision. But yeah, the the match point. I mean, maybe Rafa might felt as though he could have gone a touch bigger on some of those, but he was pushing Jordan. And to be honest with you, those kind of rallies in the first set, Rafa was winning them. But on this occasion, it was Rafa who blinked yeah. first. By by going should along be and... taking most of these right whenever he gets Thompson to slice and just yeah manages to keep maneuvering him but well not on that occasion all right guys thank you very much for tuning in today uh it's been pretty epic this one uh, an almost four hour stream and and three and three quarters of that or, or three and a half hours of that was indeed uh the match itself as you can see on the screen three and a half hours of course if it had gone uh to a tie break we may well have seen four and it, it nearly did but um, I, I, I think um, Gene is probably overreacting slightly in, in the chat. I don't think we need to press too many. If this was, I mean, don't forget in Brisbane, he went out at a similar stage uh, in 2017 and he comes back and uh, gets the final in, in Australia. Of course, this is a very different rapper. It's six years on and we've got a few more question marks. But um, it, it, for me, it's about the draw. You know, if he, if he plays Jordan, for example, in the third or fourth round, at the Australian Open, and that's, by the way, a, a pretty good result for Jordan, then we may well see a very, very different rap and a very different result. He is only going to get better. I would just be concerned that um, the Australian Open might come a couple of weeks too early for him in terms of his comeback, especially... Yeah. Like, I don't think this should be the expectation, you know, that he goes into the second week. Like, literally, for now, the expectation is win a, win a couple of matches, get some time in on the court. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, but I do think the draw is key because we might be looking at it going, he's not winning a match, or we might see the draw. Go, might I think he might, can make the second week. I, I think you're right. If he just gets a, a regular draw, let's say he gets Jordan in the first round, followed by a qualifier in the second, you go, okay, yep, third round should be all right until he's set, set to play Runa or, or, or Shelton or, or, um, or Zverev even, by the way, perhaps. I mean, Zverev obviously having a pretty good win today against... City if he plays that... Djokovic in the first round, he's not going to win more than six games. No, six games is maybe a stretch. But it's going to be like the final in 2019. So yeah, he will be hoping to avoid that. 
yeah, that's right. I mean, that that's the first hurdle. Avoid Djokovic in the first round. But the problem that Rafa needs is unseeded is, is there's probably about another five or six players that he needs to avoid uh, until the second week to give himself half a chance. Uh, maybe even more, um, as there's plenty of other uh dangerous players that will actually even be unseated themselves anyway uh as i said that does bring us uh, to an end thank you for everyone for tuning in do hit that like button do subscribe do check out damien and uh, get his seeds of wisdom on on twitter at damien kust uh give uh, james as well a follow at tennis ranter and of course talking tennis across all the socials at talking tennis and uh damien are you gonna sleep again no, probably not. I I, I don't know. Yeah, the the next night is, is what scares me because you've got Poland China at thirty uh, past midnight or something like that, and In then uh, yeah, all the challenger finals are at six seven a.m. So it the, will be a nightmare. The, which is the first match between Poland and China? Hurka, not not China. Oh Jesus! I said China. Poland France, of course. Manarino Hurkacz. Manarino Hurkacz. Poland and China was the quarters. No, no. So it's yeah. ego against Garcia. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they didn't play any good matches last year, but but maybe this. No, one no, 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 no. Definitely <laughs> nothing. Nothing that would make your list of like the top seven. Well, top seven maybe, but definitely nothing that would be in the top three. No. Yeah. Oh, everybody. Of every thanks. reasonable person, at least. Top thanks three of tuning. every reasonable person. Thanks for tuning in. I, I do anticipate having plenty more uh, live watch-alongs uh, in the coming 12, 24 hours, whether Damien features uh, awake, uh, alive or, or not. I'm not sure. Um, we'll, uh, we'll have some chats maybe off air, but if he could do one, that'd be great. But I understand that his, uh, his batteries, a bit like Rafa's in that last set, were um, running on empty. Now it's fine, but in uh, you know this night will be rough. I'm like you. I'm the 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 the, the you know the, the sun is up now, um, and uh, I'm uh, revitalized right now, and that's a problem for for me yeah. too because I think I had and I don't I honestly don't know how many hours sleep I have because I'm so confused with all the different time zones I'm have to keep up with that I I don't know if it was two three or four hours uh, I know it was um, substandard. Anyway, uh, everyone else, yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, make sure you hit the like button and subscribe because we're going to have plenty more watch alongs in the next 24, 48, 72 and coming weeks, of course, with Australia on the horizon. Thanks for tuning in and you know the drill. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.